Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. I gotta tell you, Nicholas, usually I let you, uh, you know, do the plugging. Uh, but I gotta say. Uh, Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now you guys weird. know how this show now, now that was weird okay I was... <laughs> after all the conversation we just had i don't fucking blame you for starting off I, weird I, I gotta say we just had just a tremendous chat we can't wait to uh should i, should I tell the people oh should we do it now yeah go for we're it gonna, you know what we're gonna tease that some bitch ladies and gentlemen boys and girls listeners of all ages dork shared Gooniverse and Geeks Row Wide Radio proudly present to you the greatest podcasting team in the world. He's the Fry Guy, Nick Fryer. I'm the Backcracker, Dr. Joe. Together we are the TLDR Comic Book Club, baby! Nicholas, who did we just talk to? Well, you all know Rodney Barnes is a friend of the show. We've had him on a time or two. Uh, now we've had him on three times, and uh, we also had the pleasure. We had the pleasure. Joe and I had the pleasure of be, of joining, being joined by Jason, Sean, and Alexander. But I'll tell you what: I don't know if Rodney's ever going to come on the show again because we had Jason, Sean, and Alexander on the show. My goodness, Joe, that that was tremendous, and that was it was. I mean, I like to think you know, and I'm still a novice in all of this when it, when it comes to, to, to interviewing people. And I still get nervous every time we do so. Uh, but we've had a lot of, you know, brag uh, repeat guests. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I feel um, as though we always have a good rapport with whom we're talking to. And we get a lot of just great organic, you know, off the cuff, either questions or responses, or we kind of go down these roads, but this was one of the more wild uh, chats that we've had and it was great because 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 rodney was on fire jason was was was, was giving it right back i snorted uh at one point mm. uh which <laughs> man I, I i was howling uh it, it was i can't wait for this one to drop and i can't wait for everyone uh to listen to it because we we talked a lot about you know it was exclusively to talk about philadelphia uh, issue 30 that nick and i you know you know talked you know spoiler free about last week and we dive into spoilers baby in this chat but it was mm-hmm. it was just so much fun and i had an absolute blast with it and uh i mean i love i love them all and i love everyone that we talked to but this one in particular just uh yeah it was it was a good one we are definitely like when it comes to our interviews there is a lot of recency bias every time coming off and we're always like that was amazing that was great that was one of the best ones we ever had the best one we ever had whatever but i'm telling you guys like this one was whoo because we talked we there first of all rodney like you said rodney was in one tonight it was amazing um i don't not to timestamp this um and i do want to let the people know who are watching on the live stream normally we drop, drop Friarside chats in the past on Wednesdays, but we're kind of going to start mixing things up a little bit because when we have stuff that's not related to that new comic book that we don't want it to get you know muddied up and everything, Fridays are a slow day when it comes to the comic world. So this is going to be dropping on Friday instead of our what's new. Um, just kind of seems to make more sense on our end and I think for the listeners. But when it comes to uh, – so Rodney was, Rodney was on fire. We got a ton of awesome stuff 
it, you know, for Philadelphia moving forward, but also the, the, again, spoiler alert, the spawn stuff, like getting some behind the scenes understanding of how that came to fruition and everything. I don't think it's been talked about anywhere else. So this is the first time you're going to be able to hear it. So, um, some, some wild stuff. And also the first, we were also, the, I believe the first time Jason Sean Alexander has talked about his work that's upcoming on DC comics, uh, for detective comics. Fucking. I was like, I'm like, as soon as he said it, Joe, I'm like checking my other computer. I'm like, this is the first time this is being talked about, right? I haven't heard anything anywhere yet. Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be working with Rom. He didn't give us much more than that, right? Nope. But nope. and then and then Rodney dropped a little nugget. Yeah. So you'll have you'll have to listen. Uh, <laughs> absolutely you know, fantastic. You know what? Rodney usually sticks around afterwards, and I know Jason had to go, but I bet you Rodney didn't fucking stick around any longer because you threw out your guess of who you think. He should write <laughs> from from uh, from the, the the DC world because we got a hint it's going to be in Go Gotham related. Um, I, I'm just excited for Rodney to do it. But if it's who you think it is, and who I thought of first as well, Joe, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. Oh, I'm going to take a victory uh, victory lap, much like you should, sir, for your prediction on the NBA MVP. Damn straight! Oh, that's going to be coming up. I've been all year have not wavered on Joel Embiid. Being the MVP, like it was no, like come on, like this just Jokic three years in a row. It's only happened three times. He's not won anything outside of MVP. You can't give him to him three times in a row. But enough about that. Also, I was surprised to learn that Rodney is a Warriors fan. Did, has he told us that before? I didn't know. I uh, know, right? Because we let because we've had him on before, and and he's talked Lakers. I mean, he was the producer of Showtime yeah. on HBO. Yes, right. So yeah, maybe he's maybe he's mad. Uh, well. I, I'll say this. This is just complete speculation on my part. But I know there was pushback from uh, the Lakers, from, you know, uh, uh, who's who's the, the, the coach? Yeah, there, the I know right, what you're talking um, about. There was a Pat whole Riley. There was stuff. So, so you know. I, yeah. I'd be a war, I'd be a Warriors fan too. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that was uh, that was a lot of fun talking with Rodney, talking with Jason. Some really great insight into their process. Um, learning about you know within reason about what's kind of going on with Philadelphia moving forward. Um, without I think getting into too much spoilers, they know they do a really good job of like talking about it, but also still managing to talk around the title. So um, I'm excited to go back and re-listen to that, honestly, Joe. So again, we, we're talking about all this. And if you're only watching us, if you only watch us on YouTube or only watch us on Twitch, the only place you can find our Friarside chats are over on our audio channel. So whether it's Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Geeks Worldwide, SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe there because you're going to get all our episodes, not just the Friarside chats, delivered to your listening device. But that is the only place you're going to be able to hear this. So if you like to watch us, hey, I don't blame you. I like looking at Joe once a week too. But if you want to hear those conversations, that's the only way you're going to do it. Make sure you subscribe to the show. And then please do leave a five-star rating and review. And of course, if you have like 10 stars wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure it's 10 stars. Highest rating. Otherwise, you're going to learn the real meaning a back record i can promise you guys it is not a great thing um but let's get to catching up joe uh so we can get to the new comics that are out this week enough of the uh the plugging as you like to put it um so i uh starting to dig back into gun honey blood for blood the collected edition is available on hoopla this is the second volume we had charles our die on the show a while back uh reread the first issue also read the second issue. Did you get to stay? Did you stay on top of this uh, second volume? Oh, you damn right I did. It was fucking excellent. What's taking you so fucking? Long? I that just I don't know. I think you know. I think Joe the it was coming out in the middle of my move, like maybe the the second or third oh, issue. Yeah, yeah, so it yeah. kind of threw me off. Yeah. Yeah. But what yeah, about you? I, I still have to hide the covers, but yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Dude, I, re- uh, I was reading it on the train, actually. I'm like, reading on the train into the office, and I'm like, fuck, is nobody by me, right? Like, even the interior page is just like, I gotta be really careful here. I'm like, yeah, around. there's a there's a lot of full bush in some of those panels. Yeah, among, among other things. Yeah. Um, so I caught up on I'm on, on um uh, Ambassadors issue two and three from Image Comics, written by Mark Millar. Uh this is a, a series that with the first book, like Okay, I like where this is kind of going. Issue two, uh, in issue three, really, really kick it up. So, this is one I, I'm looking forward to talking about on the show at some point. Um, TMNT, The Last Ronin, The Lost Years, issue three. Um, I'm going to tell you, like, I flat out just skipped all of the baby turtle stuff, all the mm-hmm. young turtle stuff, just completely, you know, flipped through. And and even then, the main story um, is it's not yeah. real engaging, unfortunately, you know, right. and I feel like I got the realization um, from this. I don't know why I just got it with this particular issue where I feel like this entire book's sole purpose is to just pump out, get ready for the next series that's inevitably going to be the Young Turtles. Right. And it's a bummer because there's a really great story. There's the potential for a really great story here with that time that we get, you know, right leading up to where we start the last Ronin. And mm-hmm. it's just been not a great book, unfortunately. I'm going to see it through to the end, but like, eh, it's a slog. Um, and it's then lastly, yeah, it's a slog. Um, and it's just like, eh. But anyways, there were there were some good there were yeah. some good moments in it, but just yeah. Anyways, um, Darth Vader issue thirty two, uh, which leads us to what's new this week on New Comic Book Day of five three in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty three from Marvel. Uh, this week we have Darth Vader issue thirty three. So I'm all caught up there. Man, this series just gets better and better and better. I absolutely love it. Uh, nice. Moon Knight issue twenty three. Uh, Immortal X-Men issue 11. We have Spider-Man issue 8. Uh, Star Wars issue 34. Scarlet Witch issue 5. Star Wars Dr. Aphra issue 33. Yoda issue 7. Doc Fix-It. I mean, Joe Fix-It issue 5. <laughs> uh, the Avengers War Across Time issue 5. Edge of the Spider-Verse issue 1. Carnage Reigns Alpha issue 1. Spider-Man 2099 Dark Genesis issue number one. The Cult of Carnage Misery issue one. Lando issue one. Groot issue one. Demon Wars Scarlet Sin issue one. And if that was not enough, folks, remember, remember, remember the 5th of November. No, uh, this (laughs) week uh, is free comic book day. This Saturday, uh, May 6th. So go to your local comic shop. Grab there's a lot of these publishers are are putting out some really great books. If you've got kids and you want to introduce them to stuff, there's gonna be a lot of really great books, you know, for kids and young adults. Um, yep. So yeah, you get your six year old Philadelphia. You're gonna or or, uh, West of Sundown. So uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna do that before I go to my nephew's communion on Saturday. I'm gonna make sure I stop into the shop, get him Philadelphia, wrap it up real quick, and say, "Hey, I know you've been loving Sonic the Hedgehog that I've been getting you. Here's the next book you should read, Philadelphia." Yeah, I'll fucking love it. Uncle Uh, here, right here. I'm coming for that crown, baby. uh, 
get out of here. Uh, but free comic book day books from Marvel. We have Avengers X-Men issue one, Spider-Man Venom issue one, Marvel Voices issue one, which is an anthology series. Um, and then again, for for you know the little ones in your life, Spidey and his amazing friends issue one. Uh, Swaggins loves the cartoon. I'm definitely bringing her with me on uh, Saturday to pick up some books. So I'm going to have this one put aside for her so she can uh, she can grab it. Um, but that is what we have from Marvel this week, Nicholas. Uh, yeah, I'm, and I didn't get a chance to read Immortal X-Men, but I am very excited to dig into that. I, I looked at the first couple pages. Looks like it's going to be Storm-centric, so I'm uh, excited for that. As for DC this week, so we got The Flash 798, Poison Ivy issue 12, of course, a series that I talked about previously on the show. Started out, I believe, as a maxi and then turned into ongoing. If not, started out as a mini, turned into a maxi, and then became ongoing. But an awesome series there. Excuse me, Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duo issue 7. John Kent, uh, which you are reading. The third issue of that is out this week. Joker, Man You Stop Laughing, issue eight. Dawn of DC, We Are Legends, special edition, issue one. Shazam, issue one, which is the Dan Mora drawing Shazam! Neither of us got a chance to look at that. Mark Wade is the writer on that one. Um, and very, I am going to be checking that one out. For free comic book day, we got Dawn of DC, Night Terrors, issue one. Clark and Lex Fan Club. Batman Squad issue one uh, and girl taking over a Lois Lane story issue one. Then we each have a book that we want to dig into that came out from DC this week. Why don't you tell us a little about the one that you want to talk about? Okay. So Batman issue 135, which is also legacy issue 900. So I, I went to Newberry comics. I grabbed, uh, I grabbed my cover. I was hoping to get one. Of, so they, there's a, you know, always for Batman books, there's a ton of variant covers, but they had these awesome, like special, like foil cover ones of, you know, various bat uh, symbols. And I was hoping to get my hands on a couple of those, but you know, Newbury didn't have them, but I got a really awesome, I believe it's Gabriel Del Otto cover with Batman and uh, Poison Ivy on it. But anyways, this is a big issue. 135, like it's a big issue in terms of where we are in chips, you know, current arc, but 900, that's a big deal. So, you know, Chip's sort of been teasing, uh, you know, that there's going to be a lot of fun stuff in this issue. And it was, it sort of wraps the current arc, but kind of leaves it on a bit of a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. But what this issue does really well, and it was really fun to, to uh, see from, you know, not just a storytelling perspective, but from uh, an art perspective was because this was 900, you know, they really paid homage to, literally every single batman property that has existed throughout time Damn. so you get art panels because you, you know right now there's this whole it's it, there's a lot of multiverse stuff going on and batman getting pinged around you know the multiverse so he he gets pinged into the batman the animated series uh world oh, cool. he gets pinged into batman beyond world he gets pinged into adam west's batman michael right so like you think of all those different frank miller's batman right like it was so cool to see and it was a really fun issue and and it was it was more than just sort of being this okay 900th legacy issue let's just you know um do a bunch of fun stuff and not have it really you know be impactful in the story no like it fit perfect. It was a great way to do this particular issue because it sort of ended the current arc. Um, but, you know, to be, you know, the end question mark. So we'll kind mm -hmm. of see where things go. Uh, but excellent, excellent stuff. 
Nice. That's 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 wow. That's that sounds like even if you haven't been reading Chips Run, um, that maybe this is a book worth picking up for everybody. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Now, for me, I have a first issue that I wanted to talk about. Now, we did touch on this a little bit during our solicit for the month of May. And um, obviously, we were both excited because we saw Kyle Starks is writing this series. Peacemaker tries hard. Issue one. Now, this is a DC black label series. And uh, the the artist on this is Steve Pugh. And then colors by Jordi Belair, who obviously does a great job. And then letters by Becca Carey, who we've seen a lot of uh, Becca's work for um, the Massiverse. Mm-hmm. But um, the, so the art, so Steve Pugh's art for this is like fits perfectly with both Kyle's um, writing and this, this character, like Kyle's right, like style in general, like the very like comedic and everything, but also this character in general, like there is like this, like this epic actiony bit to it, but also at the same time, like it's a little, um, it's, it's like a different slight sidestep from that. Like, not like definitely not like the, traditional um like i don't know it's it has like a like a humor to the the art as well as much as it's very clean and tight and everything like you normally would get from a a dc or a marvel um but i'm telling you man the writing like kyle like exactly what we expected like i thought he was going to kick ass on this this was like a perfect superhero for kyle starks to be writing and um or villain super anti-hero however you want to look at peacemaker gets more anti-hero but my god this issue has it all. This is like you're spending a little time with Peacemaker in, in the character and how outrageous he is. Then you have an interesting plot that kind of makes sense for the character. And then you get at the end this thing that really pushes you into the next issue. And I was honestly like, I don't need this. Like it's and it's it's I, I it's awesome. But it's awesome. But like I don't need this. Like all of it was this whole issue was great from start to finish. And then the ending is just like, I cannot wait for the second issue of this series. Like honestly, Joe, I've been you called him. Colin Dibbs. I was thinking about it back and forth as we were talking about Batman. I was like, I, I got to do it here. Yeah, yeah, awesome. That that sounds great. So I didn't get a chance to read this because I had a feeling you wanted to. So um, that that's awesome. We don't we don't do enough black label because there's not there's only so much. I mean, it's not yeah, a ton. It, they need to do more black label stuff because I think that's sometimes that's some of DC's best stuff. It's a really it's a safe way to talk about the characters in like a, in a way that's like elseworldy kind of and also giving like adults you know something else where it's not all related to just like the main DC which I get how that's important and whatnot but I just don't know like for you and I talk about all the time like we don't always want to get in on the events so that's what kind of can push us away at times from a DC or a Marvel. Well, Black Label is a perfect, perfect place for a character like Peacemaker because you can let him be off the walls. You can kind of take him to some places that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily take a DC character because it's got to fit within, uh, you know, a certain age restriction. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it, Peacemaker, like like a Deadpool or, you know, like a Red Hood, you can kind of take to some really far out extreme places. Yeah, uh, they wouldn't necessarily be able to do on a mainline DC book, but Black Label, you could, I wouldn't say complete carte blanche, but you can get away with a heck of a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the perfect place for them. And one quick thing, just to wrap things up on Peacemaker, I was saying about the art, the, the it's not the line art that is different. That like I wouldn't say that that feels more like the normal superhero stuff. It's Belair's colors because those the colors is, is I couldn't put my finger on it before. That is what makes it feel like a Kyle Starks book. That so mm. and I think you all who everybody who reads um like like Joe and I do um I I hate this place which the eighth issue of that 
is out this week. Um, this is big Kyle Starks week. It has like a similar color palette. Um, Peacemaker does to I hate this place, but we'll, we'll uh, get to that more later. But let's talk about image. Yeah. So from image, um, a light week from image. Uh, we have radiant. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. We have love everlasting issue seven, <laughs> uh, blood tree issue four, uh, almighty issue four, junk rabbit issue two. Hey kids, comics, <laughs> schlock of the new issue two, and then from uh, new uh, for free comic book day, um, we have the sacrificers issue one, and then one that I'm looking forward to, uh, fish flies issue one, written by Jeff Lemire. This appears to be like I said last week on the solicit a preview of uh, his new book dropping in June. Um, so very much looking forward to that. So why don't we, um, Nicholas? Uh, start with Radiant Black here. Uh, Radiant yep. Black issue 24 dropped this week. And I, I got to tell you, I I had to kind of go back and reread a couple of things because this one this one got trippy. It did get very, very trippy. Before we get into the actual content of the story, cover A by Eleonora Car- Carlini, I, who I believe has done these a uh, few of these kinds of covers for the Massiverse, um, where you have like that huge streak of light and this kind of like big explosion, everything going on. I absolutely love the cover of um, of Radiant Black issue 24. But yes, this issue is very, very trippy. But the big thing for me is, again, where we try and respect spoilers and everything, the developments that happen in this issue is some stuff that we knew was going to have to be addressed at some point. Um, a couple things that we knew was going to have to be addressed. And then definitely like confirmation of something that you know I've been suspecting with uh with radiant black for some time now um don't want to specify on what that is if you guys have listened enough you maybe we can put the pieces together but it's like there's there's a lot of stuff brewing i i thought visually this is an absolutely mind fuck of an adventure um we have of course the the artist on this one is marcelo costa and then the colors igor monti but um an, an absolute wild experience in that regard but moving the plot forward and addressing things that I know that I've been kind of waiting for them for Kyle to touch on um, in particular pretty heavily. Yeah. It was a, a fairly emotional um, issue too. Yeah. Um, it was. You know, and, 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 and we, we, we get bits of that in radiant black, but I think what's made radiant black so great, you know, over the past, you know, year, year plus, you know, is getting to know these characters, you know, and, and their flaws, but it's, it's, it's been a very actiony book, right? And you get some great action panels. You get, you know, great, great storytelling. But we we don't really get a lot of those in depth character studies, and we get that here. And it all, you know, like it's like you said, it's sort of like you kind you kind of see it coming, but it's the way that it's done. It's how Kyle, you know, pulls it off. Um, it was spectacular and it's really like I, I thought this issue took radiant black to the next level. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it added mm-hmm. that extra layer to it where, you know, you, you, you've got, you know, Nathan and Marshall and, and everything that is coming now. It's just like, man, you want to talk about propulsion. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. excellent stuff. And it's it's also like this is the last fucking thing that these characters need right now. Yeah. As readers, we fucking want it all. But as ca- for the characters in the story, it's like nope, not ideal timing on all this shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really really good issue. Um, so yeah, Radiant Black twenty four, and then there was also a first issue from Image that you wanted to dig into a little bit, Joe. 
Yeah, so uh, we talked about this last week on the solicit, um, and that is Star Signs uh, issue one. And if you could pull up the the writer and the artist for me, I forgot to write it down. I should have. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is one that sort of the synopsis sounded interesting, but I didn't know um, going into it if it was going to be in my wheelhouse or not. Like I said, like the concept of it sounded cool, but a lot of times, like, you know, you can, you know, Ball for the synopsis week. Oh, this this is not a book for me. It says this is different than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Uh, but I enjoyed it very much. And so the book sort of starts off, you know, the, the premise of it is, you know, the constellations, the stars and sky disappear. And we're introduced to a character, you know, and some time's gone by since this has happened, and trying to figure out what it means. You know, like everyone is living in this world. They all look up in the sky and all the stars are gone, but nothing has really changed. And then something happens. And at that moment, I go, I'm in. This this is this is excellent. Um, there was a few writing tropes in there that aren't always my favorite. You know, I wouldn't say like forced jokes or anything like that. But like overall, it was very solid. Um, and I like where the story is going. The I thought the art was really, uh, really solid as well. So it did its job. It hooked me in. I don't know if this is a TLDR book yet, but mm. I would say that it is tr- it's possibly trending that way. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And the, yeah. the writer on this is Saladin Ahmed, and then the artist is Megan Levins. Yeah, yeah. Very, very solid first issue. We'll see what issue two, you know, you know, brings and 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 where it goes from there. But I was I was very pleasantly surprised because, uh, like I said, I didn't know if this was going to be a book for me or not. And uh, it's got it's got really good potential, man. Nice. Cool. Yeah. All right. Nice. That's um. So that's it for Image this week, of course, from Skybound, uh, who prints through Image. We got the Walking Dead Deluxe issue 62. And as I mentioned before, I hate this place issue eight. Uh, there is another Kyle Starks book that's out this week that I will be touching on. Um, we got Star Wars. The High Republic Adventures issue four. How do you like them apples, Joe? Uh, Star Wars, The High Republic Adventures, The Namesake Terror issue three. Star Wars, Hyperspace Stories issue five. Skull and Bones, Savage Storm issue three. Survival issue one from friend of the show, Sean Lewis. Of course, I talked about this on the show during our solicit. Uh, Did you get a chance to check it out, Joe? I sure did. Oh, man. Oh, that was excellent. Oh yeah. man, it was so good. It was, um, you know, we've had Sean on the show a few times and, you know, the array of stories that Sean, you know, has written, you know, above snakes, bliss, thumbs, uh, coyotes, right. They're the few, right. Like, I feel like this is a bit of a departure from what we're used to with Sean. It still has all the, the classic, like Sean Lewis, great storytelling, you know, um, you know, the way he tells his story. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a violence to this book, man, that I absolutely loved. And I think you said it last week, like, it, you know, the you know, Sean always picks like, you know, whether it's Caitlin Yarsky or it's um, um, Hayden Sherman, not Hayden Christensen, like two very, very distinct uh, art styles uh, that, you know, like when you think of like, to me, when you think of traditional like Marvel, DC superhero comics, like you, those two like don't fit that mold, but they're excellent at what they do. Mm-hmm. With survival, the artist gives you more of that sort of like comic booky that Marvel DC kind of feel to it. 
Um, so just everything about it seems like a, a little, you know, um, you know, a little off the beaten path for what Sean does, but it's excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I know we didn't highlight this one to talk about because you talked about it last week, but I, I had to just say something about it real quick because uh, I just I read this. And go, oh fuck! Yeah. Yes, it's it, yes. It's got, it's got crazy action to it, but then it's like there's also a, a problem. Like there's the larger problem of like life and death that's going on, but then there's the whole family aspect and everything mm-hmm. that's going on there that's very, very uncomfortable. And yeah. I'm very excited to read the second issue because of that, just as much as I am the uh, the action. A lot happens, but a lot also doesn't happen. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, right? Yes. Like, it just everything just kind of happens in a big, in a, in a flash, and there's still so much to unpack. So where he's going to go and where he's going to take this is uh, it's going to be fantastic. Yep. And then for free comic book day from Dark Horse, we got uh, Star Wars: The High Republic Adventures and Avatar: The Last Airbender, Issue One. And then we have something that uh, of all the books that I think you and I got to pick up. Okay, maybe you know the image ones, the, the you know the the uh, fish flies Lemire one, maybe. Um, but Umbrella Academy and The Witcher uh, issue one. I'm I'm curious what this is. I don't I don't oh, know. Yeah, I have no idea either. I'm picking it up. That yep. that's for damn sure. I mean, yep. my feeling is they sort of teleport and end up in the Witcher world, right? Uh, and see how that goes. But um, yeah, that, that that's going to be a fun one for sure. For sure. And then we have two books from Dark Horse that we want to talk about this week. I'll go first here. Um, outside from survival, of course. Where Monsters Lie, issue four. Um, and I believe when we had Daniel Shaban on the show a while back, along with Kara O'Neill, that he had said that Where Monsters Lie was going to, like the final issue is the fourth issue. Um, and then we'll see where things go for there, which we do see with like with Boom and, and other companies. Um, sometimes they'll just do, you know, a certain amount of issues, like a set amount of issues, like a for a first arc. And then if it does well, move on from there and so on. I uh, don't want to get into like too much detail because this is a book I, Probably like whenever our next mainline episode is, I will talk about this on the show, but I will just say that I was very, I was happy with the ending. Um, and I cannot wait to tell you more about this when, uh, when I get the chance to Joe, of course, I'm not going to be touching on the end of this arc. Um, but I am like, I will say like, it's very satisfying and it only further confirms that like, this was a hundred percent of TLDR worthy book. And I am so glad I called dibs on it. Like, two two seconds into looking at this book because this is like a this is absolutely a cannot miss series for anybody like for anybody who likes comics at all like and especially if you like horror and if you uh obviously if you dabble in indies love that love that i can't wait for you to talk about it because i don't even i can't remember what it's about now because you called dibs on it so fast i had no chance to read the, the synopsis that's good well like rodney says it's like um what is it, uh, comics are like uh you know, I can't fucking remember. It's because of the month to month. He made some fucking analogy. Anyways, I'm, I'm so anytime I think Rodney, I'm going to think of how much he hates Jason Sean Alexander. Um, anyways, you had a book from Dark Horse that you wanted to touch on as well. Yeah. So I talked about Hairball issue one and just how twisted it was and how much, you know, cats are assholes. Um, and man, this second issue. It was fucked up, man. Really? And like the first, like the first issue, like just sort of, just sort of gave you this macabre feeling. Like there's there there was an uneasiness. Like you look at this cat and this cat, like the way it smiles and like interacts with the young girl, like made you feel uneasy. And then you read the second issue, and I can't tell you how many times I said, "What the fuck?" Oh God! Right? It was this was creepy, man. And where it's going, where like. 
like if I was on the fence about this being a TLDR book, man, I think I am all in now. Uh, I need to see where this goes. Like I am, I am so flipping hooked. Um, mostly, and I love animals, and and you know, I'm a cat guy now. We're right? Both cat owners, yeah. Right, and so and 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 I, and I love that little guy, but the cat in this book is a fucking psychopath. And there's 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 something going on, and 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 there's a lot more like going on with the with the little girl in this story. So it's like, it's horror, it's creepy, it's macabre, it's uneasy, it's unsettling, and I'm all for it. So are you calling dibs? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you called it after the first issue or not. I can't I remember. I can't remember if I did or not, but I, I but I am now. So I think, yeah, because I don't think he did. But I I didn't read the first issue yet, so I mean it's on me. But I do think I might pick this one up for the misses because uh, she didn't she does enjoy oh. uh, animal comics, and especially even the violent ones. Yeah. Um, this, this, I I'm like I seriously got chills as you were talking about it. Yeah, very, she'll be like, Whoa. She'll, she, <laughs> you may hey. you may not you may not want to be a cat owner ever again. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so let's see. I uh, we only got one more book that you and I wanted to dig into. So let me blow through all these other titles or these other companies Crazy. first. All right. Uh, well, no, I did it on purpose. Um, anyways, TMNT Yasagi Ojimbo issue twelve is out from IDW this week along with My Little Pony. Issue 12. What did I say? What? It's TMNT Usagi Ojimbo issue 2, not 12. 2. Issue 2 of that. Then My Little Pony number 12. Boom. Got it. Awesome. Breath of Shadows issue 4, which Joe is reading along with the TMNT Usagi Ojimbo issue 2. Um, free comic book day. We got TMNT issue 1. Star Trek Day of Blood issue 1, which is an interesting choice. Star Trek DS9, The Dog of War issue two also available um and then we got uh we already mentioned skybound from vault we got godfell issue three and then free comic book day for vault i'm surprised they didn't go with barbaric but west of sundown i know you like that series a lot so solid choice still yeah and 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 no one's hotter right now than than tim seeley he's got his you know many fingers and many pies and uh, he's Mm -hmm. writing a lot of really good books right now and this is this has been one of them and then from a blaze we got animal castle Issue one for free comic book day. Definitely worth picking up. Then go and get the trade. So that way you can start reading Animal Castle Volume 2, Issue 1. We do not get uh, review copies from Ablaze, but I'll tell you what. We got a lot of books that we really, really liked from this week. But I still think that's what I'm most excited to get get in my hands uh, this week from New Comic Book Day. Uh, We also have, Joe... Boom Studios. We got Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Lost Summer, Issue 1 for free comic book day. We got Ranger Academy, Issue 1, and then Mech Cadets Special, Issue 1. But to close things out, Joe, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, TMNT, Volume 2, Issue 5, the final issue of this story. What did you think? Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Where I felt like the first two issues were a little predictable. Mm. Um, You get to Issue 3. You know, and then and then the way it wraps up, like from that point on, like it flipped the script. Ryan Parrott did a tremendous job with it. Uh, Dan Moore's art has been absolutely incredible. Um, but like the fact that you had the, the turtles teaming up, you know, uh, you know, with, with Shredder, that's not a spoiler that happened. No, that was just a while ago. Yep. I thought I thought it was a great, great storytelling device and just everything that happened, the conclusion it came to and setting up for the inevitable third volume mm-hmm. uh, can't wait man this this was just again this is one of those series where you just like as i think as a casual comic book reader if you're scanning the racks and you see this you might go eh, that you know tmnt mighty morphin power rangers i, I don't know it's probably going to mm-hmm. be silly 
It's anything but. It's fucking excellent. It's one of those yep. books. You see it, grab it, you read it, and go, yes, this is everything I wanted, right? And it just kicks ass. And uh, Moore's art, man, the, the thing he did with Dude. with the turtles uh, becoming rangers and, and the rangers becoming mutants, it was excellent. Dude. Excellent. The the I mean we've talked about it before. Um, how there are a lot of like in the first arc, I ended up getting the Shredder Green Ranger mashup. Like I got that action figure, absolutely fucking loved it. But in this, the second and, and obviously the, the turtle mashup was the Rangers too, which were cool ones. But that was the one I wanted to get. And then you look at this one, and it's like, dude, I don't know. Like there's there's quite a few that you could pick up out of this series, and they're so freaking cool. Um, and and to me. Obviously, Dan Moore's art like stands out, and he does an outstanding job. But what I think is so um, mind blowing for me too is not only does has Ryan like he's already shown many a time how good he is at writing Power Rangers, but now we see how a good a job he can do with the uh, with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. And I know it's crossover and everything, but I'm just thinking, why would we not try and go down this path at some point and have Ryan go and write a TMNT story like for Mainline? or whatever because he just he does a really good job with them too so i i really thought like the second volume just as good if not better than the first one um great action of course getting dan moore in the mix awesome stuff so very excited um like like very very happy rather with the the way this thing ended and apparently swaggins is too <laughs> it was an excellent issue man uh, all right can you say good night kiddo yeah yeah she's 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 uh... <laughs> What's going to happen? She's backing away slowly. When's she going <laughs> to have her own podcast? What happened to this? Uh, we're working on that. We're working on it. Swaggins Productions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, that is going to do it for what's new this week. Of course, this is coming out on New Comic Book Day, which we normally haven't done in the past. But again, we're trying to mix things up a little bit. If you're listening to this now, whether it's your audio device or, or, or while we're streaming it, make sure that you go and subscribe to the audio channel so that you can get the Friarside Chat with Rodney Barnes and Jason Sean Alexander, the co-creators of Philadelphia, talking spoilers galore about the latest arc that just wrapped up previously, or recently, excuse me. Um, but until next week, Joe, for you and I, stay sexy. You know it. I like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're yeah. done. <laughs>